John 17. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that the son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all. You have given eternal life to all, uh, excuse me, to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you given, who you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept their word. Now they that um that now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came for you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying. For them, I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours and yours are mine and I am glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they that in the world, I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. This is the prayer Jesus is praying for us. And to see, he talking to the Father on our behalf. While I was with them, I kept them in your name. While you have given, which you have given me, I have guarded them. And not one of them has been lost except for the sons of destruction. He's talking about for those who don't want to believe. But for those of us who believe, he has, he has, he is, he's proclaiming that he's guarded them, that none should be lost. That the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I'm coming to you. And these things I speak in the world. That they may have my fulfilled. So that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Jesus is our intercessor. He's for even now. Even, even though that was a scripture that was recorded. Even now Jesus is praying. Just like he was praying then. He's praying now. He's praying for us. Just think about that. Can you just think, think about when you go to your mama and you say, mama, I'm not having a good day. Can you pray for me? And your mama pray for you. Now think about the son of God doing that for you without you even asking. Yes, he's interceding for us. He's looking out for each and every one of us. And the only thing we have to do is what? Hold on to the faith. That's why you hold on to faith. See, because there's things happening. That faith is making things, that faith is it what energizes Jesus to have that intercessory prayer for us. The stand in the gap for us. That's because that's what he's looking at. Yeah, they may be upset. They may have lost a loved one. They may be, they may be given a diagnosis of some type of sickness, but Jesus is watching and saying, but their faith is still there. God, we still, we got to work something out. We got to, we got to do something. We got to move something. We got to shake something. And he's interceding on our behalf. What a, whoo, what a mighty God we serve. It's all working together for our good. That's why you can't put your faith down. That's why the devil wants you to put your faith down. Because ain't nobody interceding for the devil. He's just doomed. It's over for him. It's done. No second chance. But for us, we got Jesus. Don't let nothing make you turn away from the love of Christ. Nothing. No demon, no angel, no man, no woman, no height, no that. Nothing. Let nothing separate you from the love of Christ. Keep persevering. Keep going. Keep holding on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. He promises us eternal life to those who put their faith and trust in him. And he guarantees that no one can snatch us from his hand. I like this one. John 10, 28. John 10, 28. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. John 10, 28. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. Let me tell you something. When God got you, he got you. You got to know that. See, this is why we have Bible study. See, so that we can have, we can remember the word. It says it right here. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one, no one will snatch them out of my hand. You got, devil, who you think you are? Don't you know I'm in the hand of the Lord? Don't you know that? Who you think you are? Oh, you trying, you testing me. You know who holds me in the palm of their hand? Do you know the mighty God I serve? That's the way you got to talk to circumstances. That's the way you got to talk to situations. You got to let, you got to let life know that God holds you in his hand. He got you. He got you. No need to give up on our faith. No need to, you know, fall into murmuring and complaining. He got us no matter what. Philippians 1 and 6. Philippians 1 and 6. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Oh, what does that mean at the day of Jesus Christ? When he comes back. When he comes back. Whenever that, that time is. Look, while you're here on this earth, just keep on working. Keep on doing what you're supposed to do. If it's your appointed time to leave this earth through uh, 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 through transitioning from, from life to death or should you be caught up in the rapture? Keep on working until he comes. Occupy until he comes. Keep your focus on him. He is going to be faithful in the fact that the work that he has done in you, he's going to complete it until the time Jesus comes. He's going to complete it. Until God is going to make sure that you are established. We got to rely on that. We got to we got not only rely on it, we got to relax it. And I, when I say relax in it, we got to stop worrying. We have to stop building up tension and we have to stop building up stress our own selves. And we have to relax in the hand that holds us. He's, he told us that he, what? And no one will pull them out of my hand. You ever see a little baby when they rest in with their mother? I mean, they just as comfortable. When they done had that milk, pamper change, it's time to lay and cuddle up on um. That baby not think about nothing. And that's the way we have to be with our relationship with the Heavenly Father. Stop worrying. Stop fretting. God got us. He got us. But we got to persevere. We got to hold on to our faith and knowing and trusting that he has us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are commanded to persevere, not in our own might, but in the power of the spirit. We are called to persevere in faith. We are called to persevere in prayer. We are called to persevere in fruitful service to Christ and by participating in the great commission of doing what? Spreading the gospel. He go ye into all the world, spread the gospel. That is what he has called us to do. And we have to make sure that we are committed in those things. And it's not through our own might, but it's through the spirit, not by our, our might, not by our power, but it's through the spirit of God that we're able to do that. Ephesians 6, 13, Ephesians 6, 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand Firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and 
as uh the, excuse me, the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace and all circumstances take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all saints. There you have it, Ephesians chapter 6, 13 through 18. That armor, it helps us to sustain. That armor, it keeps us in a place where we can bear fruit. Because when you're dressed in the armor of God, you're able now to do the things of God. You're equipped now to work and to, and to minister and, and, and to apply uh, uh, the word and to, uh, and to demonstrate who God is in your life. That's why, once again, you're in your perseverance. You have to make sure that you will your spirit over to the divine spirit. So the divine spirit can work and move through you to get the job done. Because you can't do this by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Heavenly Father. You need Jesus to be there interceding for you day in and day out. Matthew 28, Matthew 28, Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We, once again, those of us who come into salvation, it's not for us just to look pretty on Sunday and say, oh, I, I paid my tithes. Oh, I came to church. Oh, and that's it. Goodbye. Nope, nope, nope. We are supposed to, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to go into all the earth. We are charged to do that. Spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let those who yet who do not know who Jesus is know that God, he is alive, he is well, that he saves, he delivers, and he sets free. That is our mission. That's what we're supposed to be doing on a daily basis. Letting somebody know. Somebody once said, isn't that kind of hard to do? Like just every no, you let your light shine. You are you are a representation of the kingdom of God. So the way you act, the way you talk. The way you carry yourself, the way you conduct yourself. Let me tell you something. Believers, you can't be out here lying. Talking about, oh, it's just a little lie. No little lies. Ain't no, it's no measurement of a lie. A lie is a lie. So big ones, a little one. And you can't be out here lying because people are looking at that. When you say you are a believer, they're expecting you to do and be different than the carnal man. You're supposed to be representing the great I am. He said, be holy. God said, be holy for I am holy. Therefore, it is expected for you to do things different. You are supposed to be of a royal, a priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. You're not supposed to be doing what the carnal man does. So if you're lying about your taxes, if you lying when somebody asks you, did you punch in on time? You lying and you, you doing all these little deceitful stuff. You are, that's a mockery. You're making yourself at you, you yourself. You're, you're making a bad name for yourself, but you mock the body of Christ because you are not exemplifying what a true man or woman of God is supposed to, how they're supposed to conduct themselves. We're supposed to make sure, once again, that we are doing what God has called us to do, going into all the world, being the example. Are you going to have that opportunity? Yes, you do. As a believer, you have that opportunity each and every day you walk out of your door by the way you carry yourself through your conduct. That's that's your greatest witness. And then when God opens up a door of opportunity and he gives you that opportunity to have a conversation, 
then you had that conversation about salvation. Uh, uh, back to my point, one person said that isn't it impossible? Isn't that um, somewhat of a, um, a heavy burden to think that you're supposed to evangelize every day? No, it is not. It's not because the whole point of evangelizing is first and foremost, how you conduct yourself and how you carry yourself as a believer. Because that speaks volumes because you can talk all day long and people can go out here. Oh, I read this script and quote scriptures and this, that and the other. As soon as you turn around, there you go doing something that's devious. There you go doing something that that that, that once again does not represent what a child of the most high, should, how the child, a child of the most high should be acting. So it's your actions, your your actions evangelize and proclaims the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then when God that and you pray, Lord, give me an opportunity today to share your word. Give me an opportunity. Lord, who it, Lord, show me, even though things get busy in this day, if there's someone that you need me directly to speak to. When you speak to me, let me incline my ear into your voice and be obedient and let me go and minister and witness to that person. Is evangelizing every day impossible? It is possible. That's the answer to that question. You can evangelize every day through the lifestyle that you carry and represent when you walk out of your house. When you walk into the corridors of this street, how you carry yourself, you are evangelizing and you are expressing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I answered that question so we can get rid of that myth. Hallelujah. A big part of perseverance involves enduring trials and tribulation. You got to endure. You got to endure. You got to endure. Some people feel like giving up the first blow that they get. Let me tell you something. You're going to get some hits in this walk of salvation. But see, the thing is, when you get a hit, it's something about that Holy Ghost power. It'll kick in. Those scriptures start turning in your head and you start saying, oh, wait a minute. All right. Okay. This is the challenge. Come on, I got King Jesus with me. Okay, Jesus, you said you're going to be there. You'll never leave me nor for Satan. Here comes this trial. Here comes this tribulation. And God will come right in. He will infuse your spirit. And you won't, you won't know where it came. It'll just hit you right there when you need it. And you'll be able to stand and keep on standing. You got to endure during, during trials and tribulations. You got to keep on hanging on. You got to be prepared. As believers, we have to be prepared. And not surprised when trials and sufferings hit. You got to know that you know that you know. Oh, here it come. Oh, this is my child. All right. See, because I understand. Winds are going to blow. Storms are going to come, but they're not going to last always. I understand because I've prepared myself. I've been praying. I've been reading the word. I've been fasting. So, okay, it's trial and tribulation time. All right. Let me put on a full armor. Let me stand. Against the wiles of the enemy, so I can keep on saying. See, we gotta understand. Yeah, trials and tribulations shock us. We should just be all right. All right, I know, but I know God's gonna get me through this. First Peter four and twelve. First Peter four and twelve. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's suffering, that ye may also rejoice. And be glad so that you can look. Jesus went all the way to the cross. Mm. Spat at. Cursed at. Flesh torn from his body. A crown of thorns, splintery thorn pressed on his head. 
piercing his sides, nails in his hand, nails in his feet. Jesus did what? He persevered till it was done. He said, okay, Lord, I commend my spirit. It is finished. All the way to the end. Now, I know we go through some stuff. I'm not going to. I'm not going to belittle anyone's pain or suffering this than the other. But even in your pain, I want you to realize it's not going to last always. There's going to be a rescue for you. Whatever the way the Lord sees it, sees fit for that rescue to come. It's not going to last always. Endure. Persevere. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The scriptures tell us that all who seek to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. And we can see that in 2 Timothy 3.12. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. People will talk about you. People will try to set you up and sabotage you. People want to uh, lie on you. People want to do so all matters of evil. But look at um, Joseph, his own brothers. Threw him in a pit. Joseph didn't do nothing. Joseph didn't do nothing. They threw his own flesh and blood. Threw him in a pit. And, and, and didn't care. What, what happened to him? Let me tell you something. <sighs> People who don't understand your assignment, they always going to talk. They always going to have something to say. And you're going to find yourself being persecuted. In your times of persecution, please just know those of us who live a godly life, those of us who are in Christ Jesus, we're going to be persecuted. People are going to say, look at all of those martyrs that are in these countries that have um, banded the Bible or banded the, the ministering of the gospel. And they still all the way to the end, they say, for Christ, I live and for Christ, I die. Don't you know that they have a great place in heaven? They have a great reward. God sees all of that. Yes, it's unfortunate that these evil things happen, but it is noted that we are going to be persecuted for our belief and our trust and in the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ, our Lord. Understand that and just say, you know what? No matter what, what whatever happens to me is well with my soul because when I get to heaven, I want him to say, enter in that good and faithful servant. Don't worry about what they're going to do here on this earth. Because your reward is in glory. God sees all of that. And yeah, they're going to do some things. They're going to do something. They're going to say some things. They're going to have to suffer something. But that does not, that does not, that should not take the place or that whatever it is that they're trying to do calls for you to say, let me put down my faith. Persevere. God is going to see you through. God saw Jesus through. Jesus did all what he had to do, but God saw him through. And now what does he sit? Right there on the right hand of the Father. Christ is our perfect example of perseverance. His faith was tested and yet he never faltered. He never faltered. He stayed right in place. He stayed there for us. Matthew 26, 39. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed saying, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes Jesus said it. Could you imagine saying all of that? What you had to, what he had to go through. He he knew it. He knew that's what he had to go through, and then he had to sit there thinking. But he said, nevertheless, 
your will be done. We got to look at our situations and we can see some crazy stuff going on, but we got to say, nevertheless, Lord, your will be done. Because who did it? Jesus. So if Jesus did it, we can do it. Yeah, we can do it. Tell yourself, I can do it. Somebody go ahead and type in and say, I can do it. You can do it. Yes, you can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.15. For we do, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. He knows. So you can't tell me you can't do it because Jesus can sympathize. He can, he can feel it because he went through it. He can sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Jesus did it. He was tempted every kind of way, persecuted every kind of way, but he persevered and he did what the father asked him to do by coming here on this earth, giving up himself so that mankind can have eternal life. He endured the horrors and the inhumanity of the crucifixion. He per he persevered when he was forsaken and betrayed by those who were close to him. All that stuff happened to Jesus. Think about it. We have people close to us too. It happens, but it's okay. You got to persevere. You got to keep pressing. Just like Jesus kept on pressing. He did all this for the joy that was set before him. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Ooh, all I think about is that I'm a winner through Jesus Christ. Talk about me. Say whatever you want to say about me. Try to stop my progress. You can't stop my progress. You're going to try, but it's not going to work. But you know what? The founder and the perfecter of my faith, he, he, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Because he endured the cross, I can endure my cross. Because he endured the cross, I can get through whatever I need to get through. Because he endured the cross, I'm going to keep on pressing. Because he endured the cross, I'm going to see what the end's going to be. It was all done. Jesus did it. He showed us how to do it. Guess what? You can do it. Persevere. Go to the end. <laughs> and where's he seated? Right there. At the right hand of the throne of our father interceding for us. He got the top notch seat interceding for us day in and day out. The joy that was set before him. What was the joy? You know what the joy was? Jesus was pressing towards that cross. I'm going to personalize this thing because this is how I do it in my walk. This is how I keep myself encouraged. You do the same thing. Jesus was going to the cross. They spat at him. He said, oh, he wiped it off. I got to get to that cross because Dawn going to come into the world one day. Mm, he knew me before he even put me in my mother's womb. Dawn going to be in this earth one day. And I got to get to that cross because I want her to know me. I want to have a relationship with me. You know, I got to get to, oh, they whipped him on the back. Slap it, pull the flesh off of his back. Oh, that's all right. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. He kept getting away because I got to get there for Mary. I got to get there for Pat. I got to get there. I got to get there for, 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 for Nathan. I got to get there for Erica. I got to get there. I got to get there. Because they're my joy. Jesus had, Jesus, the joy that was set before him was seeing us getting the victory. The joy that was set before him was knowing that one day we would be sitting on a conference call, on a live stream, talking about how great our God is. 
It was the joy that he saw that we as his sons and daughters, his brothers and sisters would go into all the world and preach that gospel that he saved, that he delivered, that he performed signs, wonders, and miracles. The joy was set before him. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. He saw all of us. He saw what we was going. He saw each and every one of us reaching out and trying to pull somebody in. He saw that when we came into salvation, we had a purpose. We had a drive. We had a will. We said, I'm not going to let my family pull us. I'm not going to let my family go to hell. I'm not going to let a generational curse cross on my family line to be crossed out. No, but because Jesus, he came into this world and saved me. He pressed to the cross. Now I am going to endure. Jesus saw all of that. That was the joy that was set before him. Hallelujah. Jesus saw the day. Hallelujah. When he, he doesn't know the time. No one knows the time but God. But he knew that his assignment was that one day he would burst through the clouds. And that the dead in Christ will rise. And that those who will remain, they will be caught up to meet him in the air. My God. He saw the joy that was set before him. Glory to his wonderful name. That's why he did it. And I tell you this. You can do it too. Jesus endured the cross because he was happy in knowing that it was for a purpose and for a reason. Be happy in knowing your assignment. Hold your head up high and say, for Christ I live and for Christ I die. Sickness, disease, infirmity, these jobs, people talking about you, they do not have control over the assignment that has God has placed upon your life. Keep on pressing, keep on holding on to God's unchanging hand and you persevere. People going to talk, people going to say things, but remember the joy. You're the joy that was set. Jesus had joy in his heart and doing what he did because he saw you. He saw you. He saw the good works that God began in you. He knows that it's going to be complete. And so it pressed him to go all the way to the cross, to take every, every uh, lashing, every name they called him. He went all the way. He didn't stop. And I encourage you, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't let go of your faith. You keep on pressing and you endure to the end because Jesus did it. We who are heirs to the throne of grace, we can do the same. Hallelujah. Glory to his wonderful name. I thank each and every one of you for joining in on tonight. I pray that this message met you where you needed to be met. And I pray that whatever it is that you are going through, sickness, disease, infirmity, something on your job, something in your marriage, something in your household, something in your community, those things are not greater than God. I need for you to go into your tent doors, seek the face of the Father, pray without ceasing, call upon his name for he is a present help in the time of trouble. He will show you what to do. He will show you how to get it done. But whatever you do, don't give up on your faith persevere and endure to the end. God bless you. Love your family. Have a good night.